from the Underground Studio. This is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome, ladies and gents. Today is a great day. We got uh, episode eight for the Sipping Social podcast, and we get to welcome Joanna Stepanek on the show. She's not only our producer's lovely wife, but she's a longtime bar- uh, bartender and buddy of Garrett and I's. She is uh, bartending and serving at Nobel House in Glen Ellen, which opened up not that long ago, and they're definitely lucky to have her. She recently spent some time in Louisville at the Kentucky Derby, and I can't wait to hear her stories. I know Garrett's excited about that. Very excited. Awesome. Joe, welcome. Hey, hey, thanks, guys. Awesome. Let's uh, let's get right into it, and uh, what are we currently sipping on? Johnny, what you got? Uh, I got the Yellow Rose. It's out of Texas, and it's a double-barrel bourbon whiskey. Cool. Gee, what you got? I got the Breckenridge Port Finish of Colorado. Joe? Second that, that's what I'm drinking too. Hey, oh, hey. nice double dipping. I got the Weller Special Reserve. Let's have a little Ooh. cheers. No, I don't. It's the oh my gosh, I messed that up. It's the Willet Pot Still <laughs> 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 I mean, I have the Weller Special Reserve. Like, I have the Willet Pot Still Reserve. That's what I got. They're like right next to each other. It's almost the same <laughs> thing. Right, cheers. 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 They start with the same letter. First of all, I want to thank all of our listeners and uh, for the support and feedback we've been getting recently. A lot of you guys have helped us get to where we're at right now as far as this podcast goes, and we're really excited about this, so thank you. Joanna's sitting uh, here with us. We've known you a long time, and we love going to the places that you work. Um, welcome. Thanks. You excited to be here? I am so excited. Now, obviously, this isn't the first time you've been down here, but how does it feel sitting in front of that mic? I know. Usually, I'm just sitting at the bar drinking whiskey by myself <laughs> while you guys are <laughs> doing your thing, but now actually being in front of the mic is pretty amazing and super fun. So, cool. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It, it seems natural, and yeah, I think we're going to sure. have a good time. Uh, the Burger Social, where I work at, I know we don't plug our places a lot, and we try not to because we want to separate it, was recently named 14th Best Fries in the Chicago Tribune, a piece that they did uh, for Chicago restaurants and western suburbs well suburbs of chicago restaurants they went to 106 different places we were 14th our lunches have been so busy and we've been going through so many french fries gee what do we call that yeef joe will tell you all about that in a little bit no idea what the yeef is please tell thanks for listening to our previous episodes oh i feel like i maybe heard that before but i can't that's cool we'll go into we'll go into great depth about it you can tell us what your thoughts are on it and maybe you can help us evolve that thought our beer review this week is huge for the industry big news in the brewing world phase three brewery out of lake zurich which was started up by the previous head brewer of more brewing out of villa park which you guys know is one of my favorite places and we reviewed one of their beers on here i didn't i don't know how i didn't know that he was leaving there and started in his own stuff but he just had his second release of their beers and they're selling like hotcakes. So I brought two of them for us to try today, um, and I they're delicious. So I can't wait for us to get into that, and we can talk more about what they're doing and where they're headed. Spirit Review is what Joe brought back from Kentucky, and it is exclusive. Uh, should we save it for a little bit later? Yeah, we should save it. Totally. All right, cool. I like that. Now you get to hear about what the Yeef is, Joe. It's the yearly industry ebb and flow, hashtag Yeef. And uh, so we're trying to make it a thing. It's also fun to say. It is. Feel free to say it whenever you want. Say it. Yeef. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on us coming up with that? Do you like that idea or do you dislike it? I've had other people say that it needs a little bit of work. But as far as like how the restaurant industry... My like, fiance moves, hates it. 
<laughs> she didn't say that. Well, she thinks it needs work. That's what she said. She's, that was, no, she was that being was, nice. That was very kind of her. She's a very yeah. smart lady. All yeah. Right? It sounds like queep. I know. And that's the problem. That, well, we didn't make it. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't make it. Say that. We didn't make it like that. Queef is definitely not anything. That, that, that wasn't a. About. That wasn't an original thought. It just happened to be like that. Yeah. So we're not smart enough to make that original like that. So the term yeef though means two different things, right? It can mean a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. But I think when you guys say yeef, it's normally a bad thing. Um, no, this is no, a good thing. This no, is a really no, no, good no, thing. No, normally though. when like I think when Garrett comes in when he goes yeef. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeef like super busy. Like oh my gosh, it was horrible. But horrible isn't that shit. a good thing? So busy. Oh, sure. I see what you're and, like, so, so like, stressed out. See, so, like, with the two, oh, I'll give I you the two instances. To be like Charlie Brown, like good grief, like yeef. Or yeef, like oh my gosh, no one is here. No, there's two different. I'll give you the two different versions. Okay, so like say it's like the holidays. Say Joe, how was your shift at Nobel House? I was packed. The holidays, yeef. It's the time of the year. As, as industry gets bumped up and we're and everybody's making more money and it's busy then i ask you in, in the beginning of february when it's dead as fuck and i say hey how was your shift today god it was slow as can be yeef yeah. you know what i mean so it's the ebb and flow okay, okay. of I get the industry it now. okay but maybe we but should I, explain it yeah i didn't better. really understand that so it's sure. just that it's 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 honestly just how the industry moves in patterns based on the seasons based on shifts being mother's day yeef. mother's day exactly exactly see that's what we're yeah. talking about that now you got it I got it, but I didn't understand it until you said like, till like that last that little, little bit. snippet. Yeah, yeah. and then maybe we, and now that we know that this is good to have. So yeah. when we review, when we rec- uh, interview other people, now I can explain it to them before yeah. we, so that it's not blindsided by Yif. Like, what are these yeah. idiots talking about? <laughs> so all right, that's good. Yif, <laughs> don't don't beat it into the ground. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I love it. Good. Thank you for supporting me. I, I really need it. <laughs> Let's get into our interview with Joe. Joe, we're excited to be sitting here we're with you. We're excited to learn about you and, and where you came from in the industry and how you got to be where you're at. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So we'll just start off uh, very basic. Tell us about your first job in the industry. My first job in the industry was at a Greek restaurant, and it was a small, think like Portillo style, where somebody comes up and they place their order, you write it down, you stick it up in the wheel, wheel turns around, goes to the cooks, and then they put the order down and you go and you pack it up for them and send them on their way. Okay. I got started at $4.25 an hour cash. Balling. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing for a 13-year-old to get paid $4 an hour. What? 13? Yeah, yeah is that 13. No, no They were the only place that would pay under the table. Oh, my so goodness. So all my Your friends were there. Did you get a job at this yeah. restaurant still around? Yeah, I got, yeah, it's still oh, there. Oh, boy. We got, I got oh, dropped boy. off. Busting people out. And like, I don't Jeez. know. And somebody would drive me home. That's how shady uh, as can be. Yeah, for sure. But I was so happy to have my own money. I could buy my own makeup. I could, you know, do whatever I wanted with my so, uh, $30 long, a week. I'm sorry to interrupt. How long was your average shift? Um, yeah, I can't remember, to be honest, you know, a few hours, I think about four or six hours. They pay you as you like leaving the door? Uh, it was one, you got paid once a week and when they counted it out to you and when you got your $36, you were like, so pleased, like, so happy, right? For the whole week of working. But how does that come out? We got to like think about the math. That's how does like, that go? That's like 10 hours. Yeah. I think I mean, you're getting paid like two bucks an hour. No, I, we probably worked probably a few I mean, we can shit. just say that it was, yeah, it was, it was like a handful of dollars. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like a dollar terrible. an hour. But like I said, it was the only place it would like paid under the table cash. And so all of my friends worked there and it was actually kind of fun. Well, yeah, that sounds amazing. All yeah. of your friends working the same job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At 13. <laughs> I know. 
And, and like, what what was your actual expenses? Like the movie ticket you wanted to buy, and like the candy and the the makeup you wanted. Right. Serious. Maybe the extra yeah, exactly. flip flops in the summer. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. incredible. Oh, yeah. She was saving up to buy a condo at that point. <laughs> yeah, <I was. laughs> She's already long term goal to move out at eighteen. She needs five years, yeah. four twenty five an hour. Right. I'm on the five year plan to get the fuck out. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had her little envelope in her top drawer that she would put her thirty six bucks in a week that just it was labeled <laughs> condo. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. That so funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the transfer from that to you're obviously bartending now. How, what was that like? Um, well, I upgraded to work where my sister was working at um, this pizza restaurant, and that was five dollars an hour. And I remember I was like so pleased to like make that that jump to five dollars an hour cash. What was your first waitress job? Do you remember? Chili's. It was at Chili's, a Chili's and I loved Chili's. I thought it was like a really great like waitressing job. They really like set me up for success like they teach you everything that you need to know and i don't know i thought it was really cool i like chilies a lot training at those corporate places this is, teach yeah. you a lot especially in the industry this is kind of a funny side story about chilies like joanna uh started working at noble house um maybe six months ago mm-hmm. it was noble house that you met somebody that actually remembered you from chilies oh, like 10 years my ago lord that is a funny story so they no over 10 years ago it was probably closer to 20 years ago and they so they come in the door and i kind of wave you know i'm friendly hey man hey how's it going you know come sit at the bar like i'm bartending so he comes sit at the bar and he goes i remember you and i said oh from where and he goes you worked at chili's i was like really he's like yeah and i said you know like how how do you remember me and he goes you used to give us long islands to go and i said what I said, why in the world would I do that? And he goes, I don't know. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, why in the world did you do that? He's like, well, we wanted to keep the party rolling. I was like, I said, I'm a rule follower. Like, I'm truly a rule follower. Like, I do not do that kind of thing. But maybe at 18 years old, and they were probably tipping me like $10, and that was like wonderful. So I probably just did it. But That's great. What? That's awesome. But that's awesome. What? And he remembered me. Well, that's the impact that you had for doing illegal things for him that he right. remembered. Well, not only that, but maybe I haven't changed that much in 20 years. So. Oh, nice. You know? nice. <laughs> I still look like I'm 18. <laughs> do you still get carded when you go out? I did. Oh my gosh, this is another funny story. I we we were walking to a bar in in uh, Wrigleyville on Saturday, and I get, I was the first one to walk into the bar, and I give my ID. And where well, I didn't even give my ID, I was looking through my purse for my ID, and the bouncer's like looking at me, waiting for me, and then he sees all the guys that I was with behind me, and he goes, "Oh, just forget it." <laughs> well, wait, what? <laughs> uh, let me talk. Wait, 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 wait. Who was the first guy behind you? I have no idea. I hope it wasn't me. I have no well, idea. I was at the back of the line. I didn't hear that conversation, <laughs> no, okay? Don't. So let me tell you about my story with okay. that bouncer, right? So I come in, and he asked for my ID, because um, I think it was a couple of minutes behind you, yeah. or a couple of like, people behind, not in that same group, and all I did was take my hat off, and he looked at me, and he's like, you're good. Uh. <laughs> so, but then I asked him, I said, you want to take a picture with a bald guy? And he goes, sure. So I took a selfie with him and he's, he's like pointing our bald heads. It's a pretty good picture. That's pretty cool. I like it. That's so funny. It was a good time. Tell us about, a little bit about your favorite part of the restaurant industry. I think my favorite part about the restaurant industry is just going to work every day and every day is a new day. I also love, you can just take time off whenever you want. You don't have like a certain amount of set of days that you have like PTO. Somebody the other day, said oh pto and i literally did not even know what that meant I'm like what does pto mean and they're like paid time off i'm like well that's nice to have but i can take off as many days as i want whenever i want to go do whatever i want to do so i really love the aspect of that um but i just like really like the camaraderie of like 
the staff and the managers and in the in the kitchen and just going in every day having a good time rolling up your sleeves getting dirty with the crew and uh, making people happy yeah for sure it also sounds like you lived worked at a lot of places where you really like to work too i mean like that is with like really good staff so you've been, i think you've been pretty lucky yeah there's definitely been places where i've worked like one day and then i'm like i'm out like this is not for yeah, me no. <laughs> like what i'll know i know one day so yeah. yeah if i choose a place i'm gonna be there because I, I enjoy it Can you guys explain like the stress level uh in your industry is it high all right so here here's my i get this question often so you know how you have like around the house or whatever even at your job like you, you have these things that you need to do and they need to be done today and you can you see the project that needs to get that needs to happen but you can't get to it but you eventually get to it but you know that it has to happen sooner and then as soon as you start to tackle one of those like another project comes up that's what that's like mm. the stress level is pretty high you have a lot of moving parts you're managing a lot of different people and multitasking a lot if you can't handle multitasking like multiple levels of multitasking yeah you like you got your servers, you got your bartenders, you got your barbacks, you got your hostess. It's right there. You're talking about four different levels of right. employees that you're talking about and doing things with. I, I'm never, I was telling Joe this the other day, we were sharing stories about people complimenting us for our jobs. And I, I rarely like talking about this and please don't put this in the podcast. We'll I, keep this in. <laughs> it was like a Friday <laughs> lunch. We were packed to the gills. There was like three seats open at the bar. And all I did was there was a lady who was eating a salad and having a glass of wine at the end of the bar. And all I did was notice a couple of times that people were walking in while I was still doing what I was doing and make time to go seat them. After she was done and she had asked for a check, she's like, I see what you're doing and you're really good at what you do. And I was like, I, I thank you. That's, that's great. She's like, I just noticed how you've been running this whole place like the last hour. And she's like, it's, it's running really well and it's because of you. So I just, when people notice it and things of that nature, it really, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. I, you don't get a lot of compliments like that from mm -hmm. people though. People don't go out of their way to give you that and notice things like that because most 90% of people who go to restaurants aren't looking at the people who are working. They're looking at the cocktail list. They're looking at the cocktails. They're looking at the food. They're looking at the TV. They're not noticing their surroundings. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, definitely a high stress level though. I was going to say like the, the one reason I do what I do and I enjoy it is because I've had multiple people like this past weekend in general, when they're leaving, they look to give me a hug, which I think is like kind of weird because I would like never get up and like hug my server, but maybe I'm like exuding this like nice factor where they felt like they were being taken care of and they want to shake my hand or they want to give me a hug. And that makes me feel so good that like, yeah, man, you had a good experience and, and that's cool. It's because you're good at what you do. You're confident. Thanks, and man. honestly, it's your aura. Like your, your whole aura like exudes green, not red. Ooh, green. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> I have a green aura. Should Are you an aura, should, should, aura reader? No, no, I, I, I want to get my aura read. I just made that up. <laughs> I have no idea what I was saying. Garrett, you want to leave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got like a bluish. Is that a blend of the green and the red? I'll take that. <laughs> John's oh got a Rumpelmintz aura over here. Jeez. I got a shit brown aura. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I, that will be some I good don't. exclusive content on the website. Also, that like That's that stress like out. becomes like addicting sometimes. Wait, we can't keep that in? Yeah, we can keep it. We keep this in. The shit brown aura for sure. That's gonna. I think that stress is addicting, though. Like After a while, like after... Like you get through that rush and like you no longer have that stress of everything you need to be to keep doing and like you've got a minute to breathe. You're like, oh man, there's a little bit of high. That in was there. crazy. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. There's we, a natural we, high in there. We killed it. I didn't make one mistake. Yeah. Um, 
So an aspect and that beer tastes so much an, so much better an after as, a shift. An aspect that I that I think um, maybe I could be wrong about this, but when you're done with your day, and and this might be excluding you know management, but when you're done with your day, you're done with your day, and you're not thinking about anything about work anymore. I would say if ideally, you're, yeah, ideally. I think yeah. if you're if you're a bartender or a server, and like that's your that's your role, then yes. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. when I wake up at three in the morning and go, oh, I forgot to get those people that side of ranch. Or the, you know, yeah, oh man, totally. they, they asked for a napkin. I never brought it. Now I'm like mad so at myself. It stays but with you. That's for the sure. only. That's the only thing yeah. I bring home with me. That's which it. is if good. You, if you ask my fiance, I'm never off the clock. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I work from the time. Always I, thinking I, about it. Well, no, not necessarily thinking about it. I'm just I have to be on call. I have yeah. to be available. Yeah, it's a big point of contention. You can't, you can't really step away. And I try, like, I try not to pull my phone out when Kate and I go out. But th- mm-hmm. there's times I get texts. I have to like go to the bathroom and act like I'm just going to the bathroom to make sure that it's not work hitting me up to say, "Hey, we're out of sweet vermouth. The world is ending." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys know that I'm not in the well for the listeners. I'm not in the uh, restaurant industry. I'm I'm in the marketing industry. And you're basically in the restaurant industry, though. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing that I don't like about my job is like that lingering sort of like, okay, for three days from now, I got to make this big like presentation for whatever. And, and leading up to those three days, I feel like I'm a different person just thinking about it. It's like in the back of my mind and it, it could change like how I'm acting sometimes. It consumes you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I think that that's an natural. overwhelming feeling. Yeah. I think that that's natural in a lot of different industries based on what you do. You right. know, it's just it's just all different and right. can you be done when you're done? Right. Well, yeah. It also means you care. So that's yeah. true. Well thanks, Gary. That's good. Let's yeah. talk your is getting a little greener <laughs> as we speak. That's <laughs> because I'm gonna puke. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't doing this, what would you rather be doing? Hmm. Now I, I know I kinda of switched it up on no, you. That's I apologize. Cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um I love to bake. Like I'm one of those people that like Anytime I'm home at night and I've got the ingredients, I'm baking something. I love to make cookies. I like to make banana bread. I like to make blueberry muffins. And if you live close to me and you're on my way to work, you're the luckiest person alive because you're getting dropped off something. I've been a beneficiary yeah. of that one a couple <laughs> times, which is awesome. Yeah, for like, sure. Your banana bread is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so I would love to like have a bakery. That would be really cool. And I've also thought about like a bread and bed and breakfast. I thought it would be a pretty cool place to, to have, too. We can make breakfast and like. You could do that here. Scones. And they don't even have to leave. They could like get cocktails in the at the bar oh at the goodness. down mm. here at the social. You could charge them for it. I think don't know about, about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a place away from home, but a lot of B and B places like uh, hosts do live. Yeah, like they live in the master suite there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a common thing. Yeah. So obviously you're drinking now, and you said that the uh, the port finish from Breckenridge is your favorite whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is it? It really is. Nice. Yeah, I love that. So if you have to drink a beer, what's that? And maybe what's what's your favorite wine? Um, for beer, I'm kind of like broad spectrum. Like I love like an imperial stout. Roasty, delicious, high alcohol content. I love it. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I'm all about Corona Light. Like any nice. day of the week, it's like warm out. Like I love to drink Corona Light. As far as wine, anything red. I'm I'm cool. All right. I like red wine. That's, that's lucky for you, John, that she doesn't like Coors Light. That means there's always some left for you. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect couple. <laughs> John, do you have any uh, last questions over there? The question man, sir. The, oh, question, dun, 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 dun. the question master. Come on, sweets. 
question. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had one up there that I was going to ask um, you guys to tell a story about how you met. Oh. But we don't have to dive into that because we, we, we're talking about a lot of stuff. Well, I, we can get it. We can, if you want to do it quick, we can. I mean, we we are a uh, bar relationship. Ooh. We, we met each other in a bar. Tell us about how you guys met, Johnny. Let's keep it PG, though. Please. I was nude. I found myself in Jimmy's in Naperville. No, Hanging uh, hang brain. No, I happened to. I happened to. Uh, so he asked the question again. <laughs> Hanging brain. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that because that's not on the docket. Um, Jenny, tell us about how you guys met. All right. So a couple of buddies. Um, we uh, ended up renting a place in downtown Naperville, like literally like a two minute walk from downtown Naperville. So naturally we found ourselves at, you know, a bunch of different bars in that, in that town pretty much every night. But we ended up, um, this is in our twenties. So like we're 24, 25, 26. Um, we ended up settling at this bar called Jimmy's just cause it, it just kind of felt like our kind of place. Um, cool people work there. That's me. um it it just had a good vibe good like you know kind of sports bar kind of feel and we used you know watching you know cubs games and all that i don't know the exact well maybe i do know the exact moment that like (laughs) that's what we want to know about (laughs) that's the moment yeah please tell yeah oh boy what was she what was she wearing uh well so so that at that bar it was pretty much a jeans and a t-shirt kind of place right Um, it was and there was this moment when you had to climb up to the third shelf. No, I'm <laughs> it's true, though. We had to hop on the beer coolers to get a bottle, like if anything. Like if you need a bottle of Jack, you had to literally hop on the beer cooler no and reach up. No, because it was behind the bar, three three tiers up to like go grab it. So there was a lot of hopping, hopping and reaching. <laughs> A lot of hopping and reaching, but all seriousness. With the hopping and the reaching and the hopping. Can you reach that, Bob? <laughs> so you were just ordering the top shelf shit all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, oh, no. It was the extra bottles. It was the extra. Oh. So when you needed an extra bottle. Oh, it yeah. so, John, just, so, so John was just looking for whatever the whatever bottle, was empty. Whatever bottle had the spider no, no, in no, no, it. No, 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 no. You got it. Wait, wait, wait. He's like, what bottle has the spider in it? No, you got it all wrong. Which one are you low on? You got it all wrong. I had to drink myself through an entire bottle of captain just to get her just up there. to get to that next bottle so she'd get on the back bar oh, sounds like a rough rough job for you <laughs> no in all seriousness it's kind of like the, the a cliche thing like when you know you know like when lightning strikes it hits nice <laughs> and, uh, and, and um but it took me a while to convince her to like go out with me because as a patron trying to ask out your bartender yeah good luck with that yeah it's it, not, it's not very, that it's really not doesn't good. work out yeah. too well and nope. i, I want to see some numbers i want to see some data on who actually can pick up a bartender and, and marry them you know when you don't when zero zero one percent especially if the bartender is a girl and the patron is a guy yeah. right right and, yeah. you, and 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 you have no affiliation with each other at all there's there's no friend correlation or anything it's just a new person that you you meet for the first time and I was definitely one of those bartenders where there there was no chance with any any customers. And I was not one person like, no, I'm not taking numbers. I'm not going on a date. I'm not. No, yeah. like this is strictly business. Give me your money. <laughs> and wait, wait. And that just wasn't in Joanna's head. That was like she said this to me at one point. <laughs> She's like, I don't go out with patrons. Right. No. No, it's just not happening. So, go ahead, Mike. You got something. <laughs> 
Say the line that you told me about what you thought about John and his friends going in there and how they used to get wasted oh, and then leave. God, I forgot about so this. So you, you asked them a specific well, question. Do you l- remember what it l- was? Let me preface this. We were in there pretty much every night. Exactly. And so, <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you remember this conversation. Right. There was one night where... They had a shot of Jaeger, then they had a shot of Rumplemints, then they had a shot of Patron, and then they had a shot of Sambuca. And I'm like, after the shot of Sambuca, I'm like looking at him like, are you got to be kidding me? And I'm delivering these shots. And I look at him and I say, she says to me, <laughs> I just point to John. What do you guys just, so from my perspective, I'm pretty <laughs> drunk. And so to me, this is in like slow motion. I'm just looking at her lips and it's coming out of her mouth. I'm like, Oh no! What do you guys just go home and puke? (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? My my jaw probably just dropped. My smile disappeared. My jaw just dropped, and I was so perplexed. Oh my god! That was like the worst thing I wanted to hear. That was was this still in like the the courting stage where you were still trying to impress her? Uh, The courting stage, Mike, was about a year and a half. It truly was. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, and about twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's, you're welcome. Yeah, true. But uh, I mean, there was multiple attempts. There was like, you know, writing my number on a napkin. Maybe. Oh, uh, there was a moment where I wrote like, uh, oh, what did I write? I said your. Oh, I said your number here someday, and I drew a line because I wanted to get your number to go out with you and like go out someday. And then I tried to like leave my number. And then I tried to like at the end of a night it was like two oh you know two fifteen in the morning, and I'm like the last person in there with my buddy uh, Darren who you know lived with me in downtown Naperville, and I happen to have, <laughs> I happen to have a business card of me, <laughs> and I try like as I'm getting pushed out of the door I try to like by a, a bouncer or somebody else that worked there and I think you were behind the bar. Yeah, and I hid. I, I went and ran into the kitchen. You're like knocking yeah, on the door and yeah. I'm like running away. I'm like, somebody else, go go yeah, see what he yeah. wants. I reach in with my business card. Like just like Starbuck. my one hand in the crack of the door. <laughs> Give this to Joanna. <laughs> but then he went on vacation for two weeks. He went on a ski vacation and what was the other vacation? Camping or something? Yeah, it was... Um, I forgot what it was. It was a some, it was like a beach vacation, beach then a, vacation, then a ski vacation. Yeah, in two weeks. And I missed him. Oh, and I couldn't believe it. it. Yeah. There and I said, is. and the and the girls of the group came in, you know, to have some drinks. And I said, Hey, where's John? I miss him. I haven't seen him in a while. And they were like, Wait, what? And I was like, I I miss him. And they they said, Well, well, he's coming back into town on Thursday. We're gonna go pick him up. And I was like, Okay, well, we don't see him when he gets back. And then they told. They told you that I that I missed. Yeah, you. I got I got the yeah. uh, from the wire that that she was interested. Yeah, <laughs> and then then I was then it was done. It was, oh, over. It was over. Well, yeah. so I was smitten. There was a nice. little wait. There was a little bit of a, a an interesting thing that happened a, back wait. in the day of uh, mobile phones. True. Uh, we went on our first date. She actually came over, and we um, we had a bottle of wine. Uh, we played cards, and um, after that night, like we. We ex- uh, what did I do? Oh, after that night, we exchanged numbers, and I put her number in my phone without the area code. And so when I texted her like the next day, like, oh, I had a great time. It was good, you know, good to you know finally go out. Um, no response for an entire week. <laughs> 
And I didn't realize it until later, like I was discussing this, my roommate there and like, he's like, wait, check the number again. And I look at the number and like, I didn't have the freaking area code in there. So she never got the text and we didn't talk to each other for a week. After I thought it was like date. playing hard to get, but I ser- like seriously knew. I thought it was done. I thought like he didn't work into me at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when I found out that that text didn't go through and I put in the area code and, and then finally, you know, got in contact with you, it was like. <laughs> John, John doubled up the three day rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm doubling down doing. on this one. Yeah, yeah. You don't wait. You wait three days. No, four, five. Uh-huh. You wait an entire Seven week. Seven days. Seven days. Make her want it. <laughs> I will say, after our first date, I knew that you are the one I was going to oh, marry. Oh, the sweets. That is true. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I knew too. Let's drink some beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God Let's bless drink it. some beer. <laughs> Let's bring it down a peg or two over here. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Sorry. Yeah, a little. I know we're all misty eye over here. Cookie gear, some Kleenex. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's get to talking about the Kentucky Derby, please. Sure. I want to hear yes. some I've been fun, fun stories. Yes. So hang on, Joe. Just kind of break it down. Give mm-hmm. us like a little snippet. Describe some sights, some sounds, and some smells real quick, and then we'll get into the specific questions we have for you. Okay, cool. So the Kentucky Derby was awesome everybody that i told that i was going they said that's on my bucket list and i was like really like i don't know i mean i had three girlfriends they said they were going do you want to come with and i'm like i am down like that sounds like so much fun the biggest misconception is that it's one day but it's actually two days so you have friday which is the oaks which is the phillies it's the female horses and then saturday which is the kentucky derby which is stallions the male horses And so we want both days, you get a general admission pass and they're like 50 bucks a day and they call it the infield. It's really the outfield. You're you're nowhere like, I've been thinking infield and I'm like, oh yeah, we're like in the middle of the track or something. No, there's no track view. You're just out in the like. Some field? Yeah, kind of (laughs) like outside of, of the track, but it's super cool because there's so many um, vendors and drink booths you can take photos you can grab drinks and win prizes you win like swag and you know tchotchkes and whatever you just like really it was really really cool it was a really fun time definitely on my bucket list uh maybe we should go down there and remote podcast next year from Done. from the the outfield or we'll just jump on the track and do it while the horses are running yeah totally Sound good, I would Johnny? like to do it on a horse. Whether <laughs> huff, I mean, huff, huff, I don't need to just riding around this track. Just be on a horse doing the podcast. Whether that's a horse that's actually racing or not, we need to be on a horse. Could a merry-go-round count? Absolutely. Okay, actually, perfect. that might be safer. We might be able to make that happen. Yeah. I don't know about you riding on an actual horse. That might be safer. <clears throat> it probably is. Or sure. you know what? Even you better like when you go to those like little kitty parks and they have the horses that just walk in a circle like little ponies. Ponies. I don't think you're allowed on those. You're too big. I'm too big. Yeah, your weight. Your weight limit's way too big. I think I'm the lightest weight guy here. That doesn't matter. Is there a weight limit? Let's get back to talking about the horses. Horses are super. They carried buggies and wagons. Not ponies. And... Ponies are like small. No, those, are... those are for kids. You're not a kid. Gary, you're, you're growing up. All right, well, let's Gary. get it. You're going to crush the ponies. <laughs> then, let's, then let's get a horse in that. All right, perfect. And we'll okay. walk, have a, a guy you know, leading it by its mouth in a circle. I like that. That sounds for an like, hour. That sounds like a really good idea. we do a podcast. That sounds like a really good idea. That poor schlub is going to hate us. Let's get back to talking about the, the Kentucky Derby with Joe. Um, <laughs> again. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell us about the craziest outfit that you saw or the craziest hat 
or something of that nature because we all know that um, it's all about the pageantry and the fashion down there. And it's not necessarily good pageantry or good fashion. It's just crazy. So tell us a little bit about Honestly, that, please. Honestly, it was so cool that like every single person was like so dressed up wearing beautiful dresses, beautiful hats. Every single person that passed by you if it was a man he said ladies you look beautiful if it was a woman she just gave you like the biggest smile wow cool hat like great dress like it, the the camaraderie of it was wonderful and i didn't expect that i thought it was just going to be this like mass person like yeah i thought like i would just from from the outside just mm-hmm. like just a bunch of stuck up rich snobs no no it was so cool on the days that you know it was sunny one day but we still wore tennis shoes with our beautiful dresses. And then the day it was rainy, we're, we're dressed to the nines with rain boots and ponchos. But it was still cool. And like, it, it was totally fine. You were talking about how you had the crappy like infield sort of passes, right? When the actual race happened on Saturday, um, you happened to find yourselves in some better seats. Do you want to mind talking about that situation and how that all went down? Yeah, totally. So... Like I said, there's vendors out there giving away prizes. And one of the prizes was to get seats that were trackside for the Kentucky Derby. Well, one of the girls that I was with actually won what? to get the trackside seats, but it was only two passes. And oh. there was four of us. So it, the girl who won, and there was another girl whose birthday it was. And we said, me and the other two girls, me and the other girl, we said, you girls go ahead, like no big deal. So they get the wristbands, they go, you know, to do the trackside seats, and we run away. We're like, let's get drunk. We're like, see, <laughs> see you never. <laughs> let's get wasted. And so we just like go into the grandstand area. So there's this grandstand area that's like right off the track. Think like if you go to a ballpark where there's vendors and and you know food or whatever, where you're like, you know, underneath like a stadium seating like area. We uh, went and got some drinks. And we're just like standing around and we meet up with some guys that said that they were from Chicago and they were like, hey man, we're like sitting in the stadium and we're like, oh no, we, we don't have stadium seats. We're in the infield. And they're like, just come in with us. And we're like, no, they're, they're checking. They're checking for, for wristbands. And they're like, no, they're not. They're, they're fine. They're not checking. And we're like, okay, well, I mean, now, now we've got like big ass glasses of wine. We're like, oh, let's just try it. Why not? And so as we're walking in, there's this lady, she's screaming, wristbands, wristbands, wristbands. And me and the other girl, we raise up our empty hand with no wristband on it and scream, wristbands, and walk straight on through. <laughs> and so <laughs> now, now we're, now we're in <laughs> these seats that cost these guys $500 a piece. Wow. And wow. They're, they're, it's like a stadium seat, like, uh, what do you call that? Bleacher seating. Sure. So you're not like in anybody's seat. So it's not, I'm not taking up anybody's space or anything. So we're just there and we see the Kentucky Derby right in front of us. Like there's a track literally 10 feet ahead of us. And it was awesome. Oh like, my it gosh. was so that, cool. That's amazing. And better off, we could see our friends at the stadium seating that they won across the track. They're in the middle of the track where we're like on the out of the track. They're in the middle and we could see them. And that was so cool. Could they so see you? Did they, they know see... that you, were you guys like texting each other? Yeah, we were texting each other. Each other? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Is that the picture you showed me of you and yeah, the man. other girl? Yeah. So so <sighs> they they were on the other, inside of the track and then they zoomed on their camera and they could see us. And like there's just a picture of us like gleaming forward big smiles and everybody else is like doing their own thing like not even looking at the camera like everybody else in the photo and that was really cool that's awesome yeah 
So that was really cool. Front row seats for the Kentucky Derby. I know. So yeah, how, how the four of us all <laughs> just happened to... Yeah, wristbands. <laughs> scream. What? We don't have anything on our wrists. We scream wristbands. Did you guys have any idea that maximum security was what was going on with that no. at the end of the race? No, you not all just at all. Like, you guys were, I mean, I'm assuming you guys were we, we not should, sober. We should, not to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we should talk about that real quick so the listeners who didn't watch Kentucky Derby or don't know oh, about yeah, it true. should just have a little bit of background. So maximum security initially won the race, but then was DQ'd after like a half an hour. It was it had At least half an hour of decision minutes. making between the judges. There was three judges that came together. This no, Nobody had ever been disqualified from the race in the Kentucky Derby before in 145 races. So this was a big deal. There was two... Um, two horses that put in oh, what was the specific term? It's like a grievance. Yeah, or something a... like that. They they put in a grievance. We'll just use that as a, a yeah. grievance against maximum security. So they reviewed the race and then they deemed him to have run an illegal race and they suspended the jockey for fifteen races racing days because he couldn't control his mount. You know how much, that guy weighed like a buck ten. <laughs> right, the horse weighs yeah, seven, I mean, it's, it's, seventeen it, times more. It, it, it was on a wet day, and on, on the last turn of the race, maximum yeah. security was on the inside of the track. And on that last turn, maximum security faded out from that inside lane and, and kind of faded maybe, I would say, maybe 10, 15 feet out to the right. And crossed the path. And crossed the path of other horses, horses yeah. cutting them off some, uh, yeah. you know, somewhat, slowing right. them down, right. you know, whatever they were saying. Right. And that's why they were DQ'd. Right. Cool. And I used to run track in high school. I would do the exact same thing <laughs> on the final lap. Well, I heard, on this race. I heard it's, it's, it's like. You have to. You, it's like, it's race strategy. You have to. Yeah. Like Brantley and Horace Racing, it's a no no. It's illegal. Yeah, I heard you crop dusted too mm. on the last There turn. was this one time where I ate 12 donuts <laughs> at lunchtime. And there was 12 the best, chili dogs? That was the best practice that my team ever had because they all wanted to stay in front of me. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Who eats 12 donuts? It's gross. So the race finished, and then were you were you paying attention at all to like you know the kind of like what they were were they saying anything over? <laughs> I was taking like seventy two selfies, yeah. so <laughs> I had no idea what's going on. Because it seemed like mayhem. Yeah, based I on mean what was it was. I mean and we were like was... hooting and hollering like what? Oh, but I mean I was just I mean I was worried about my two buck bet on sure. on uh, maximum <laughs> two dollar bet. Yeah, uh-huh. How much would they have paid out? Do you know? I have no idea. He went off in nine, uh, nine to two, so it was four and a half to one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you would have won twelve bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the that's whole... another glass of wine. Yeah, Ish. for sure. Maybe I don't know. I'm sorry, you would have won nine bucks. Yeah, nine. Oh, how, yeah. Mu- how much would have you won? Uh, a lot more than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember I, putting twenty bucks for you on. on so not a lot more. Yeah. So I would I would have won two uh, hundred and eighty dollars mm-hmm. if I if that horse had been deemed worthy enough to win because Joe put down a twenty dollar bet for me at Churchill Downs, sent me the ticket, which was awesome, mm-hmm. a picture of the ticket. But you also, I don't know if you know this, you put it. Tw- All right, so. I asked you to put a $20 show on Long Shot Toddy. Yes, I remember that. Okay, so you you actually put the bet to win, but he was with the, the second horse that got interfered with by maximum security, and his odds were 54 to 1. So had he won, I would have won $1,200 on your mistake. Dang. So it didn't. It didn't matter. Did he show? No, he didn't. Oh God! He had, thank he had God. Up being I was like, like really starting to feel up, bad. No, he ended up being like 16th or <laughs> oh, something. Okay. He like faded oh big gosh. time. Were you but really he was. Oh bullets? my! When I saw that, when oh. I thought he was, saw he was in third place, 
I'm like, oh my gosh, if this long shot wins at 54 to one, I, I literally did the math right there. Yeah. I was going to win $1,200 thanks to you. Mm, so but, it's too bad that didn't happen. Yeah. But it was it was cool to watch and see how that unfolded because that had never happened before. Um, the mayhem that was going on around there, did, were people upset when he got DQ'd or were people like hooting and hollering because the other guy won? Or was yeah, it the just other like guy was crazy... 65 to 1 odds. I don't remember. I was like, let's get drunk. <laughs> like, that, I mean, we, we were just like, oh, <laughs> like having so much fun. What time so... did you get to the horse track that day? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we got there at about, I would say like 2. Okay. So, so, like day. so three yeah. hours before race. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah, we were fine. I was expecting like 9 a.m. No, no. Two, two, two in the morning well, the night before. It was, it was, it was <laughs> in the tent. Of, we actually went to the Gold Hotel, which is like one of the fanciest hotels in oh, Louisville. Sweet, brag. Yeah, totally. Well, we didn't stay there, but we just oh. went there to try and try and like check out celebrities and like take like photo ops with like their media like stuff behind you. But we saw zero celebrities. But mm. we did see a guy holding a pizza going pepperoni pizza pepperoni pizza oh you definitely raise your hand for that one well, I I really wanted to but we didn't you showed we me a picture left. of this poor guy so imagine like one of the fanciest hotels you can imagine right <laughs> and everybody's probably dressed to the nines and you just have this like pizza boy like total hippie looking dude like long hair long hair uh uh Almost probably like a semi ripped t-shirt and like these like <laughs> shitty jean shorts that are like really tight it was just like <laughs> yeah I'll meet you up front I'm the one in the suit <laughs> Right. The, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. The guy's like, I'll meet you downstairs for the pizza. I'm, I'm the guy in the suit. The all, everyone's in a suit. Everyone's in a right. dress. Like, how do you differentiate? Yeah. That's funny. That yeah. poor kid. But, I mean, yeah, the picture that she showed you, he just looked like a poor sap just waiting there with a the pizza in his hand. Yeah. So, is that the only bet you made? Oh, no. I bet all day, every day. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, I, up, down? Um, I was like 50 bucks down. My Perfect. best bet was exactly. like that is a one hundred percent win. Yeah, for sure. The best bet I won was a twenty five on a two dollar bet, which was fine. Cool. I picked the winner, and it was kind of like a semi long shot. So that's it was great. Good. Yeah, that's great. Did you do anything else while you're down there? Did you go any? I mean, we know you went to uh, for our whiskey review, but did you go any like liquor stores or other distilleries or anything interesting? Um, we didn't have a whole lot of time to do a, to to do a whole lot of stuff, but we went to the Louisville Slugger um like gift shop museum and that was kind of cool so they'll actually engrave like a louis louisville slugger bat for you so one of the girls did that for her kids and that was kind of cute um other than that like just restaurants and hanging out oh they have a fourth street what do they call it fourth street live think do you guys know like old town vegas Mm -hmm. where they've it's just like one big street like all the drinks can be had like outside in the in the in the street and in the, in the sidewalk no cars blocked off yeah right. totally blocked off and that was really cool because they had like bands playing and um, that's cool bars. so just going to so a bar buy a cocktail yeah, walk just out walk listen out. to some bands yeah just kind of like bar hop yeah so that, that sounds was pretty cool. cool is it like yeah. Vegas where you can take a drink to another place yeah totally huh. yeah and it's like double level so you can be like upstairs or or you know oversee everything <laughs> that was pretty cool um, while you were down there, uh, did you ladies go out for any like good eats or any good like hot spots in the town? Or? Yeah, absolutely, totally. We went to um, so many bars and restaurants. We went to a place that was um, eight floors up on the, from the Hilton Hotel, and it was called Eight Up. And so we sat on the rooftop, and it was like gorgeous and beautiful. And it was like really cool to see like all the sights and the buildings. But the first night we went to this place called Milkwood. And they had a really extensive drink menu. And every single drink was so cool. And I couldn't decide. And I asked the waitress, what do I drink? And she said, you have to have 
the big in Bangkok. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cool, I'll try that. I mean, whatever they suggest, I'll try. And it was a peanut butter infused whiskey drink. And it sounded so interesting to me that I'm like, I got to try this. And I didn't know what to expect. It was going to be oily, chunky. Is it chunky? Is it creamy <laughs> peanut butter? I don't know. And it came. And chunky it was, peanut butter drink sounds pretty good. <laughs> and it was absolutely delicious. It was like the cleanest, most delicious, like mar- uh, kind of martini style served drink that I had to ask her, how did you make this peanut buttery taste? Is it a serum? Is it a extract? Like, what is that? And she said that they took bourbon and put peanut butter in it and let it infuse for two days and then strained it and it was their own like peanut butter Jeez. bourbon infused I'm, I'm doing drink. that tomorrow <laughs> that's all, that sounds amazing 100 was tomorrow. delicious well, I, it was insane that's amazing to hear about do you remember when we went to arbella's and they had that peanut, peanut butter, butter and jelly, jelly? yeah they something similar to what you're talking about they this cocktail bar in the city uh in the west loop yep uh called arbella's had a peanut butter and jelly like rocks cocktail, cocktail. That tasted like it, but was delicious. Yeah. It was grape jelly and peanut butter. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, I mean, I think we were kind of past the point of asking anybody anything that night. I was asking that guy a lot of questions. He was annoyed with you. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> no, I know, I know that. <laughs> so they infused the bourbon by just letting the peanut butter sit in there for a couple of days and then they just strained it yeah, out. Yeah, they just and strained it, it out. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was cool. Wow. How late did you guys stay up? <laughs> Should I have asked that question? Would that be less less exactly. inquisitive? Garrett, less invasive. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. One of you guys ask it. How long did you hang out with these dudes that got you these seats? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when was that relationship uh, ended? It's really that's really. Mike funny. and I will step out for this one. That's a very funny <laughs> we'll be question. Be back at five. Because we never even got their names. We were literally like, oh, okay, bye. Like after, like it was just just like good fun. See you. Perfect. See ya. Like yeah. thanks for thanks for the idea names. to get us in. I know. General Wristbands. mission. We're not well, sitting next to you. The funniest thing about it was like the two girls that are single went to the other the other seats, and then like the two girls that are married get in um, in these guys' seats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we didn't. That's even a get bad their, break for them. That's yeah, for sure. We didn't even get their names. But let's um, talk about. Uh, the distillery you went to and what you brought back for us to review now that we teased it earlier um, we're getting to the time where we're going to do some the beer review and the spirit review coming up so tell us about your experience at the distillery you went to and the specific one and what you got cool yeah we went to the evan williams distillery which honestly i didn't know a whole lot about i came to realize that they distill the most bourbon right behind jim beam out of any distillery in the united states which I was not aware of. Um, it was really That's cool. That's because Jack Daniels doesn't call himself bourbon. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. is actually true. Um, so it was really, it was a really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, what um, was... did you learn about some of the other stuff that's under their portfolio? I know you just mentioned Jack, but there's a decent amount under that company that owns them. So Heaven Hill owns them as their parent company, right? And we really wanted to go to the Heaven Hill Distillery, but that was kind of far out of our range. But um, Heaven Hill makes tons of spirits, not just whiskey. They make vodka and gin. No, yeah, rum. they didn't talk about any of that. What was the Alvin Williams um, like space like, the building that you guys went to and kind of what it looked like? Um, it actually was a really small space because their actual distillery is like off-premise where they like barrel like a billion barrels yeah, of whiskey. Yeah, like a huge warehouse. Right, yeah. yeah, where it's tons. But this place, which is kind of funny, only does – it was a small, tiny storefront, and they only did one barrel a week. And hmm. it's like, is it even worth it? 
it for them to have that space. But it was kind of like a the Evan Williams experience where you go, you see how it's made, you see how they do it, and then they still call it a distillery, so they send out one barrel hmm. a week hmm. of their bourbon. So it's kind of cool. That's got to be some sort of legal loophole right there. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm all about it. That's awesome. They've but just it, been exposed. Yeah, super yeah. small batch. Yeah, but it was pretty cool because at the end of the 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 short tour you went and had a tasting and you could either be like in a 30 set bar a 50 set bar or a 60 set bar and so like our bar was like, like 60s, lime like, green okay, chairs yeah. and i don't know it That's was cool, cool. So yeah, that, was, was cool. that was a 50s one i think it was yeah. all right so after you time traveled back from the avocado green bar what did you end up picking up for us i actually brought back the evan williams master blend Ooh, nice. nice. That's a that's a great pick, Joe. It looks good. Um, I smelled it earlier. It smells really good, and I think it's going to be tasty. Super excited to try, uh, to try it. Yeah, it's um, a sexy-looking bottle. It is. It, it looks good. And Do you want Mike and I to leave real quick? <laughs> and, uh, and Joanna. And Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Joe, th- honestly, thanks for sitting here with us. Uh, awesome to learn a little bit about you. I didn't know that you worked illegally at a... Multiple places. <laughs> multiple yeah. places <laughs> doing illegal things to get to where you're at. No, but super excited that you're here with us and uh, glad that we got to learn about you. We're going to get into our beer review next, and I'm really excited about it. we got Phase 3 Brewing. Uh, I'm going to go get those beers, and then we're going to talk about them. This brewery just opened up in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Previous brewer from Moore Brewing out of Villa Park. Like I said, one of my favorite breweries. You'll hear me talk about it all the time. I'm still going to go there. But this was their second drop. And let me tell you about this. So I talk about this place all the time. Beer seller in Glen Ellen. The first drop they got of this beer was on a Tuesday at 8.39. They're only open till 10 o'clock. They got 40 cases. They had four left the next morning. They sold 36 cases, one four-pack per person. That's it. One four-pack per person. They had four cases left when they opened up at noon the next day on a Wednesday. So um, they really uh, really uh, are, are making some good beer, and people are, are clamoring for it. So the first one we're going to try is this Low Ceilings. It's a double IPA made with Citra and Mosaic. So this guy has obviously been making beer for a long time with more. It's a fledgling brewery, his phase three, but not a fledgling brewmaker. And when you try this beer, you're definitely going to taste it. 839 is pretty specific yeah that, well that was the owner the own the owner of the beer cellar told me that story like that like he had rehearsed it or told somebody else yeah, that, that's cool, that exactly man. same story but he was uh it was crazy that how's those poor pores look pretty even johnny got a lot no complaining for from the that. first time oh, ever the producer oh oh all right boy. it seems that we have perfected our pores so we can move on from that that's a nice compliment for mike yeah Congrats, Mike. Actually, thanks, guys. Thanks. I, I, fi- I finally poured a 16-ounce beer evenly between four people. What a fantastic thing. So what we got here. Pay no attention to the, the marker line on the glass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're just thinking the same thing. Maybe we should put a marker line. <laughs> we got Phase 3 Brewing out of Lake Zurich. Uh, this is low ceilings, double IPA, 7.8% ABV. Take a big whiff of it. Yeah, John, put your nose in this one. Oh. oh. That does smell good. Yeah, so the consistency of this is, um, it's not clear. It's a, it's a very kind of cloudy. Very hazy beer. Very hazy beer. Definitely um, definitely a hazy double IPA. I like the artwork on the can. It's it's simple, 
but I think it jumps out at you a little bit because of the the patterns at the top of the can. The pattern on the top is the same wallpaper I have in my bedroom. <laughs> you guys, I, was, you I guys love think it. Alike. You guys <laughs> think alike. So I, I was it. thinking the there same thing, and I'm like, wait, I should not know the <laughs> wallpaper in your bedroom. It's yes. a pretty. It's a Sorry, pretty, John, we'll edit that out. <laughs> it's a pretty classy looking can. <laughs> it's a classy looking can, yeah. and I, I like the the uh, slogan they have on here: handcrafted beer, quality ingredients by honest people. I feel like that's somehow a dig towards his previous employer. Yeah, for sure. Serious. That's got to be a dig. Mm. There's no way you put that on there and be like, mm, honest. we're honest. Yeah. Well, why? what other reason why would you put honest in related to making a beer? Exactly. And that, I would love... Well, then if you so gotta, Sean is the name of the you got to tell people you're honest, maybe you're not, right? Well, maybe you didn't deal with honest people previously. Mm. So you're just setting the standard saying that if you're going to come on board with me, we're honest over here. I can't, I don't have this. I've just heard some grumblings around in the industry about how he left. Not good, uh, not on good terms, obviously, if he's doing Dude, his own thing. Dude, that's definitely got to be a, th- a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a dig. It's totally a dig. Because it doesn't relate to brewing beer or at giving all. you beer at all. Nothing. To be honest about it. Yeah, like, just, just it? honest people. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, I, I like uh, the hop drying on this can. You know, the listeners oh, yeah. can't see it, but I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very artistic. Joe, what's your thoughts on the beer? It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's yummy. Cool. Nice and juicy, delicious. Cool. I like it. This doesn't have very much of a mouthfeel at the very end. Like I think it like once you're done swallowing it, it's kind of gone. It's clean. Yeah, which is nice. Um, sometimes you get with these IPAs that they they linger around and you feel like you're tasting it for a couple you know swallows you don't spit afterwards. But this is very upfront and then very very much it very much end begins and very much ends. Yeah, I'm not getting much like aroma out of out of the. Uh, out of the smell, but I guess we, like is that a thing? Like, do you want to yeah, get aroma? You do, yeah. You for beer, it helps with the with the foam in the head. That's where the aroma <clears throat> mm-hmm. comes from. You definitely do want to have a, a little bit of a thickness in there. If you if you give it a little swirl, John, mm-hmm. just give it a little swirl and give it a little bit of head. You you get a little more aroma in there. Definitely pineapple on the taste, but again, like I'm not getting the just a sweet citrus. Mm-hmm. Joanna, do you know about our rating system? I do. Okay, so we got. Buy it, gift it, dump it, pour it, cook with it. Cook with it. Those we are the five. five. Yeah, we got so five. We added and a new one do, recently. You can do more than one. We've uh, apparently we I'll, can do we'll, more than we'll one. Allow we, we'll allow our guests to we'll do more it. than one. <laughs> so we've had John likes to expand and make it. Yeah, I'm gonna expand did. some more. What if I just left it on the shelf? Nothing. Well, so right. you just pass over it? Yeah, I'm just pass it. Pass it. You just pass it? Like, I mean, it's so good. It's delicious. But like, I'm not going to do anything with it. All right. What's, just, what's, what, do you, what do you have uh, for it out of a 10? Mm, give it like a 5. Okay. Yeah, it's that's, good. Okay. It's good. It's like delicious, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. Um, we've tried a couple other beers like similar to this. Right. Um, and some that he's made. Correct. Just from a different brewery. Right. From the less honest brewery, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, this one tastes really good. I would buy it, and I would give it a 6.2. Oh, man, not getting great reviews. Johnny, what do you got? Yeah, I like this too. Um, but I'm buying it, though. Yeah, it's still a 6.2 is not a glowing review. I don't buy that much beer. That's true. You don't. Is that yeah. decent? Yeah. I mean, I, I like this too. Like, and I'm, I'm talking about like the aromas off the nose, but I'm not a, I'm not a beer-smelling kind of guy. I don't think it really adds anything to me personally when I have a beer. I like to just drink it. Um, I'm not going to say that I would buy it. I'm going to say that I'm going to double bag it. Mm. <laughs> now we're on seven. <laughs> we're seven double different bag things. It. What does that mean? Because I'm buying it. 
<laughs> but I didn't want to say <laughs> I'm you, you you're, you're buying it, but you don't you want to make sure no one knows that you bought it. So you're, you're putting in two it? bags. <laughs> yeah. No see through. They're no, giving the big, those white plastic. No, bags. to make sure it doesn't rip out of the bag. Oh, and all right. Get crushed on the concrete. Nice. Actually, it's a can, so it's not going to do that anyway. It's awesome. Just, 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 to be, you know. just, just have some botulism. No big deal. No, I'm expecting I, you to have it in the can, in a paper bag with a plastic bag around it, so you can still drink it and your hands don't get cold. Oh. Double bagged. Paper bag it. Yeah. Paper That's bag what it. I should have said. So then you can drink it out Dang. in public. Now we, now we have another one. Train eight. beer, road sodas. Train beer, paper Train beer. bag it. Let's go. Classic. No, I would definitely buy this. I think What's it's really good. What's the rating? Out of 10? Uh, the rating out of 10, um, I would give it, let me give it one more sip on it. I'm on pins and needles over here. Just slam it. Jeez. <laughs> um, very drinkable. I would give it a 7.8. Eight. Whoa! John really likes it. He's really yeah. He, he's expanding his beer. I think that this is good for John because John would never drink these beers, so he's going to try a lot of new things. That, for sure, you that guys are, are, yeah. are not Coors Light, so definitely introducing me to some great new things. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pencil it in. I want to know how many um, of these beers we try that Johnny says that he'll buy that he actually buys. But he's also not passing up the Coors Light. The Coors Light is like a twelve. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. he he still has his creme de la creme. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, nothing's going to surpass that. So for him to put a seven on it doesn't mean he's going to actually buy it. That's true. You know, we've we've tried a lot of different styles of this. I'm going to give it an eight. Oof. It's not my favorite because I've gone higher than that. I've been up around the nine area when it comes to these doing the style IPAs because they're one of my favorite styles. I'm I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I thought I was going to like it a little bit more, but. Uh, it's just not as juicy as I thought it was going to be. And yeah. the, the finish is clean, but it, it still lingers a little bit on the back end. And I, I like beers that kind of end, like you were talking about. Yeah. So I'm but, giving it but an eight, but, okay. I'm gonna, but I'm going to buy good. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to buy it, though. I'm going to buy a four-pack for my house. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good beer to drink at 2 a.m. when I get off of work and, uh, and then put me to sleep. This smoke break brought to you by Jimmy Jan's Restoring Nipple Elixir. Have you ever been to a foam party and had your nipples explode and regretted signing that waiver? Did your doctor put you on some new pill that gave you the ultimate diamond cutters? Do you have to wear band-aids over your nipples for when you have to wear a reversible jersey for your sophomore basketball team at GW? When you played on the B squad, you had to wear the white jersey, which meant the lettering was on the inside of the jersey and it would rub you so raw that your nipples would bleed? Do you ever go for long runs during the winter and have to put scotch tape over your nips because you use up all your band-aids and are embarrassed to ask the trainer again for the third time this week? If anything seems to happen to you, you need Jimmy Jam's Restoring Nipple Elixir. Jimmy Jam will calm, soften, warm, and ease your horizontal flagpoles. Jimmy Jam's is a must-have elixir for your eternal erect fried egg udders. Give us a call for your free sample at one eight eight hard nip. This is not a joke. This is reality. I got the smoke break this week, guys. Let it loose. Absolutely. Tuesday afternoon lunch. Older gentleman walks in by himself, sits down at the bar, asks for a menu. I give him the whole spiel about the burgers. He orders a burger that was fairly specific, but not too specific. 
And um, I thought it was weird because we got off to a great rapport when he asked for a Mountain Dew. <laughs> and because this guy was old, I asked him if he was 17. And he laughed. He's yeah, like, that is funny. Yeah. He's like, well, 17 times five. I'm like, okay, that's, Do the that's math. great. He's like, he's like 85. I'm like, oh. 17 in dog years. <laughs> Basically. Do you guys even have Mountain Dew? <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, I you had Coke. So, so, exactly. Who, who Mountain Dew? Nobody does. All right. So, it's not Wisconsin. Nice. <laughs> Apparently, this guy needed his caffeine fix because he ordered a well done burger. And in minute 13, uh, it took for uh, our relationship took a dark turn. Because he asked me how much longer for my burger. And I said, well, sir, you, you're ordering a well-done burger. It's going to take a little while. He goes, well, it doesn't take two weeks to make it. Two weeks. Exactly. And I looked at him. I'm like, sir, I put that in like maybe 10 minutes ago. And he's like, no. And I go, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I have people at the bar looking at me like, oh, my gosh, this guy's really pissed. So I go in the back. I look at the ticket. 13 minutes into it, I got a well-done burger that's about to come up. And this guy is livid. So then I bring the burger out like immediately. I'm like literally like standing on the line waiting for this burger to come out so I can just give it to him. I bring it out and he goes, there's onion on the side of this burger. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. I said, I told you there was lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle on the side. I didn't ask for onion. So I took a deep breath. I went in the back and I asked the chef. I said, are the garnishes pre-prepared? He said, they are. I said, can I have one with onion not on it? He goes, Sure. So I give him, he gives me one on a plate. I bring it out to the guy, and the guy's like, problem solved, everything's fine. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this guy, like, lost it over 13 minutes waiting for a well-done burger. And there was a full bar that witnessed it. And every, as soon as he said, like, it doesn't take two weeks to make a burger, everybody's just like, are you kidding me? He just, like, shot me down as soon as his burger was not ready when he wanted it for it. So I get it. You're hungry. You're old. You're angry. We have no Mountain Dew. Have some freaking coffee. Get your caffeine fixed that way. So, uh, it was usually upsetting. if you're that old, you're getting coffee anyway, <laughs> right? I mean, I feel like that's like the drink of anyone over eighty gets coffee. Who, who You've is been 80, up since four? Who is eighty-five that even knows what Mountain Dew is? I mean, he probably watches a lot of TV. That's true. That's true. He's got nothing else going on. So, but I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah, I you feel better. I was upset about it. Do you feel better now? I, I do feel better. Good. But Honestly, like I put like hard work and like making that guy feel good about where he was sitting and like what I was doing, and he just shat on me. So, mm. but I'm glad I got that out of my chest, and now we can get on to the spirit review, which is going to be much better than what I just talked about. That would have been a good transition into NHL playoff hockey. You ordered a hockey puck. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got our spirit review, which is the Evan Williams Master Blend. It is a blend of multiple of their expressions, some of it being 23-year-old single barrel. This was brought to us or procured for us by Joanna. Thank you so much. Yeah, the you're the lovely Joanna yeah. from the Evan Williams I experience. Hand picked this bottle just for us. Nice. I was told that you cannot find this bottle anywhere else in the United States except for this distillery. So I was very excited to bring this upon us. It's fantastic. I asked our uh, my Heaven Hill rep about this bottle. I showed her the picture you sent me. She goes, I've never seen this before. This must be something you can just get at the distillery. Cool. So, I mean, so spot ex- on. exclusive. Totally. Unique. Uh, unfortunately, listeners, you're going to have to go to Evan Williams to get this, so we're not trying to rub it in your face. I also brought home a floor mat for your shoes that says, I hope you brought bourbon. 
don't know if you guys saw it on the way in. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know what we should put it? We should put it at the bottom of the uh, underground studio stairs. We so you're staring at it the whole... Like, so the, when you come down the, the stairs, down. you just see it. I and then I hope you bought bourbon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> put these spotlights like on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right. But it's a, it is a sexy looking bottle, I must say. Like you're gonna see it on the pictures when we post the. Uh, well, you're gonna see it now because it's already posted. But um, it is a sexy looking bottle. It's got kind of like a wax uh, top on it that you have to kind of rip a. I don't know. It was like a little like tab wax. in there. You had to rip wax, whip yeah. a wax thing off. Yeah. And, um, um, I will I will say this. Uh, the bottle, in my opinion, the bottle looks cool. The label looks cool. It's it's obviously a lot of thought put into it. I was a little disappointed to see that it was a twist off. Yeah, that's pretty standard for Evan Williams, though. Okay, well, and then but maybe, it's still maybe, disappointing, maybe, though. It, well, I just didn't. I thought for what it was and you know where it was coming from, I thought that they would just give it a little bit more TLC. But I'm not going to judge it based on the package because we all learned that just because it doesn't have the greatest package doesn't mean the the juice inside is not what it is. So mm-hmm. continue, please. So Evan Williams makes a bunch of products. There's the yellow label that's just a twist top that is completely passable. I think all of us would say that's a dump port. Uh, they've got a single barrel, which I think is much better, a little spicier. So, I mean, I, I've never had this before. I'm excited to try it. Awesome. Cheers. Let's give a little sip. Thanks, Joe, for bringing this. So, John, yeah, don't shove your nose in this. Just give it a little waft. Yeah, smell the, out, smell the outside of your elbow first. I only smell brute. I smell pure P- sport. Pure sport. It's got a little spice to it. A little mm-hmm. spice. It's, it's got some heat. Um, the blend kind of lets you know that there's some younger whiskeys in there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it has a, a nice, easy finish to it. It's not long, and it's not hot. I think it's pretty smooth when it's in your yeah, mouth, and then as really it goes smooth. down, you taste a little of the kick in the back. I wasn't overly impressed by the, the aroma. It was very light. It was light, but um, but the, the taste is, is really good. So based off of... Uh, Evan Williams, they say that uh, you should, on the nose, you should get vanilla, caramel, honey, black tea, floral, nutmeg, and oak. On the palate, it says black pepper. I get a little bit of that. I get that. Black tea, some of that. Yeah. Caramel, vanilla, and oak. Oak, for which sure. Is, which is just a uh, standard. If you don't taste bourbon. oak in a bourbon, then you're in <laughs> real trouble. Uh, finish. You must, you must have put it in there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Finish would be long with lingering spiciness. I could see a little bit of that. Yeah, the cooking the cooking spice is coming mm-hmm. through nice. Yeah. Uh, the sweetness is still recognizable throughout. It gives a gentle, warm Kentucky hug. I, I do like that, that description. That It feels like a nice, light warmth in my chest right now. Mm-hmm. Like I had something that's uh, Christmas time that I feel like I'm sitting in front of a fire and it's delicious. I, I th- I, it's tasty. Who wants to give the first rating? Joe, you go first. You've had this yeah, the you, most. You brought it, and, and it's yours. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and I would rate it probably a six point five. Like I, I, I like a more robust, delicious whiskey. This is kind of cleaner, which is still good. So I get, I do get a little bit of the no, vanilla. No, hold on, oh, Joe. What would you do? Would you buy it? Would you? Well, I bought, it. I bought it. Well, I mean, would Sorry. you buy it again? Would you buy it again? Um, I would buy it again. All right, there you go. I, I for sure would buy it again. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the price was a little high for what I thought it was going to be, but then when I tasted it, I thought it fit the bottle. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7.75. Uh, I like the packaging. The fact that you can only get it 
Evan Williams kind of raised the bar a little bit. Um, we're sitting here drinking exclusive bourbon. Yep. I mean, there's, that's that's top notch. So thank you, Joe, for bringing this. Like I said, a seven. What did I say? A seven point five. Seven point seven five. Perfect. Seven point seven five. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have John or Joe buy this again so I can drink it again. There you nice. go. Perfect. Yeah, I think it definitely. If you're down there, pick it. Pick this bottle up because it, it is worth good. it. it yeah, it, it, it is good it. for sixty bucks. You can't get it around here. Right. It's yeah. it's tasty. It's right. the, like I, like I said earlier, the aroma's light and it's. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, and the flavor is really good. Uh, I would buy this again for myself. And I would only pour it for people who I knew appreciated whiskey. Mm, so nice. I'm gonna give this uh, I'm gonna give this a seven point five. Okay. Well yeah, I think that's a good a rating. Overall good ratings from yeah. us. You're um, being exclusive to the exclusivity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Only the people you know. Yeah. There's no reason to waste this on someone who doesn't who's gonna just sh- shove some sprite in it. Right. You're not gonna brown bag this for the And I do think the, the bottle is kind of interesting because the bottle is the same shape is every other everyone's bottle but the the neck is like one and a half times the length you can tell they put a little bit of thought into it's it. it's a little bit longer so yeah. it is different and Trying i do like that because i think it's easier to grab which is cool too thanks joe for bringing it back yeah, um cool. that's cool it's very cool all right so my yeah. most embarrassing moment at a bar i was like 22 i was at a bar in champagne and i was like just started maybe working behind a bar i've been freshly 21 and can order drinks now uh thought i knew my shit and i was at this bar and i was reading my coors light bottle and it said uh what i thought it said was best before like may 2006 or whatever and it was june and i looked at the bartender i'm like i don't want this coors light i would like one that's fresh please like very sternly like i'm the shit now it cost me a dollar 25 like what am i what am i upset about and um She's like, no, that that came like yesterday. And I go, no, it says this. She goes, that's the born on date. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, so- I literally gave her five bucks and just walked away. Right. So, so your most embarrassing <laughs> moment is being a patron at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> but what is your most embarrassing, embarrassing work situation at the bar? Like when you're working there. I got one. This lovely couple. They come in, dude. This is this is about ten. No, it's probably longer than that. Probably like fourteen, fifteen years ago, before the craft beer explosion. And I'm sure I've told you guys this story before. Uh, he asks for a Lagunitas, <clears throat> and I look at him. I said, "Sir, the only Mexican beer we have is Corona <laughs> and Modelo." <laughs> Modelo, yeah, maybe Modelo. Modelo, the, the female Modella. version of Modelo. Modelo, Modelo, Modelo. And he looks at me. He goes. You clearly have no idea what I'm asking for. Oh, man. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, nope, I don't. It literally brought me down a peg or two, mid-20s, bartending, thinking that I'm the shit, knowing everything. And he's like, you clearly have no idea what I'm talking about. And I didn't. Oh, man, that's and I, so But great. I still see that guy every now and then. Yeah. And honestly, we built a we built a good rapport because of that because we laugh about it. And he'll like hug me and like laugh about Lagunitas jokes all the time. Oh, so. I didn't know you wanted the Lagunitas. The Lagunitas. I'm um, sorry, sorry. We have Modelo <laughs> and Corona. <laughs> That's so funny. So I've had like many spills and falls, and everything's been like caught on camera, so we can like reinvest in like looking at like the camera, like the camera falls or whatever. But probably the most like embarrassing moment was when somebody asked me if we had champagne at a place that I worked. And I said, yes. And they said, 
is it nasty? And I said, no, it's not nasty. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Like, it's fine champagne. And we walked away. And I happened to be training somebody at that time. And the girl that was trailing me, that I was training, said, she didn't say, was it nasty? She goes, was it asti? Asti's from auntie. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not nasty. She goes, if it was Asti, Asti from Spamante. I was like, oh. Oh, boy. I'm like, mm. So that was kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, that was like really stupid. Did, did they order it? Yeah. They did? She, yeah, she drank it. So and it, wasn't, it, it wasn't nasty? It, it wasn't nasty. It was fine. <laughs> it was just Asti. Yeah, it was fine. It's not nasty. It's just Asti. It's just Asti. <laughs> it wasn't Asti either, but it wasn't nasty. I, I definitely, I could probably come up with another like 10 to 20 stories I know. We, where I was brought down a peg or two, where as a young bartender, you think you know everything <laughs> and then you realize you know nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously, it, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. So I can't think of like a, a work related uh, moment where I've been like just completely embarrassed, but I will tell my most embarrassing moments in my Entire life. Are you sure we're recording right now? We're recording. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Wait, you want to see? Let's bring it up on the screen. Bring it up on the screen. We want. We want proof of this. It's recording. <laughs> I see. I see it. Yeah. I, I will be. I will. All right. Uh, so I went to get a physical when I was thirty-one. Wait, I feel like I know the story, but I thought this was when you were like twenty-one. No, not was... when you met me. No, oh, yeah, this was after. I think part. so. I don't know when what 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 when it was, well, but anyways, let's go. So, yeah, no, come on, <laughs> right, right. Keep it going. So I go to get my physical, and like we go through the whole spiel, and like they go through everything. No, it was it was in my mid twenties, and I and I go through the whole spiel, and I get all my tests done, and everything came back pretty much all right. And she's like, "Do you have any other questions for me?" And I go, "Well, um, I yeah, kind of. I got this like weird, these weird like lines, like." on like my inner thigh and I'm like I just kind of see these like faint like tiny little like stripey like lines I'm like is that like is that normal like what is like is that normal like what is that those are stretch marks (laughs) 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 hang on that's worse than your heartburn heart attack story no that's not embarrassing that's worse dude imagine asking some nurse I'm like she basically told you you're no, getting fat too yes. fast. I'm like seriously concerned in my mind. Like I had these lines. I thought it was like an STD or something like right, that. Right. Totally like a moron, you know. And I'm like, what the hell are these like tiny little lines I'm seeing? Yeah, you're just your legs are growing. You're getting fat, faster than your skin can grow. <laughs> Lay off the cheeseburgers. Yeah. What's that face, Mila? So you thought that you did that when you were 31, when you were truly, like, you didn't even meet She's not upset about the this fact was... that you asked the question. She's upset about the fact no, that was... when you did. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was when like you thought it was. 25, 26. Yeah, it was before he met me and he told me this story. Like, I would do you, never. Do you want to hear like, the story about the lady that was giving me a sonogram on my nutsack? I do. And then she knew never... my neighbors? Yes, oh. please. I would never allow him. Is this, not, is this going in the podcast? <laughs> This is going to be like the next. After the music stops, it's going to be a half hour of this. <laughs> All right, I think it's time to wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, Joanna, thank you so much. This has been incredibly entertaining. I really, really appreciate you coming on. This is thank you for the Evan Williams. Thank you for the stories. Uh, thank you for putting throwing, up with us, putting up with us, yeah, throwing John under the bus. It has been my pleasure. 
Everybody check out our website as we continue to grow our website and build our website. We're going to have a couple more hat options on there. Uh, we will have all the hats in stock really, really soon. I know I've been talking about that a lot. Yeah, we're building out our, uh, our our e-commerce part of our website right now, so it's not up uh, yet, but it will be up pretty soon, so we're working on that. If you need something in the meantime, go ahead and shoot us an email. Right, or, us- just, or hit us up on Instagram at the Sipping Social Podcast on Instagram. Uh, send me a direct message me. I'd love to get in contact with you to, to get you a hat. The interviews keep coming uh, as we do our ninth episode in the next couple of weeks on the Sipping Social Podcast. We're excited to bring on Brad Hill from North Coast Brewery out of California. Love hanging out with you guys. This has been an awesome podcast podcast uh i didn't want this night to end but it has to at some point peace cheers first of all we'd like to thank all of our listeners families and friends that support us throughout this we couldn't do this without you subscribe to us on itunes and check out exclusive content at our website sippingsocialpodcast.com You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. This is the nicest smelling bathroom I think I've been in a really long time. Do you want me to turn your headphones off? John, how can you turn <laughs> the candle on for us? I, I did that. I know. I'm asking John oh. why he doesn't do it for us. Oh, you don't put the candle on? <laughs> no. Jesus. What kind of sandwich are you? I don't want to encourage shits. <laughs> you don't have to encourage it. It's that Illuminati's pizza that's going to be encouraging <laughs> yeah. it.